Hey, friends, and welcome to episode 66 of It's About Time, a podcast sharing stories and strategies to inspire women seeking better work, life, and balance. I'm your host, Anna Dearman Gornick, and today's episode is all about getting smart about goal setting. When this episode airs, we're wrapping up the last day of January 2021. So maybe at this point, you've already got your whole year mapped out with a 37-point plan of action. Or maybe you're like me and your year is looking a little more in flux. To be completely honest, I'm approaching goal setting a little differently this year. Instead of coming out the gate with a set plan for the next 12 months, I'm spending the first few months of the year prepping for a move, a new baby, and then inviting the flexibility and, let's be honest, sleep-deprived fogginess that I know are on the horizon. Giving myself grace through such a transitional time, a move, and then welcoming a new baby is going to be key. So I'm really looking forward to digging into goal setting for the second half of the year around May or June. I just wanted to give you proof that you don't have to have your whole year, much less your whole life, mapped out right this second. You are not behind, and this is not a race. But when you are ready to dive into goal setting, or maybe you want to do a little refresh of your current goals, this episode is your guide to goal setting the smart way. The smart way, the simple way, and the non-overwhelming way. So today, we're talking about why you've got to be specific when it comes to setting goals if you actually want to achieve them. We'll talk about what exactly smart goals are. Plus, we'll take a look at other types of goals, too, that you've probably heard of. I'll cover how you can run your current goals through the SMART filter or set new goals using the SMART method. And finally, you'll walk away ready to take action on and tackle any goal you have for yourself in the coming year. And because I know you're probably making the most of your time and listening in the car while you're running errands or doing stuff around the house, it might be a little inconvenient for you to stop what you're doing and take notes. So don't worry, I've got you covered. You can find all the details from today's episode over in the show notes, plus links to any of the resources I'll mention. Today's show notes can be found over at abouttimepodcast.com forward slash 66. You'll also find a free printable cheat sheet over in the show notes to be your guide as you're setting your SMART goals. Grab your copy of the Simple and Smart Goal Setting Cheat Sheet so you can make sure that you're on the right track when it comes to reaching the finish line for your big plans. And if you haven't yet, I encourage you to click the subscribe button to be notified as soon as new episodes go live. If you like what you hear, I'd be so grateful for your review. Your reviews play a huge role in helping others find It's About Time in the search results. And you might just get a shout out in a future episode, like this one going out to Prissy Pants 1128. <laughs> Prissy Pants 1128 was so kind to leave a five star rating and review in iTunes for It's About Time. Prissy Pants writes Inspiring. This episode was everything I needed to hear. I struggle with being overwhelmed with all of my thoughts and to-dos. Definitely going to implement these tips. Well, 
Thank you so much. I'm so excited that you found exactly what you were looking for. It's true. Life can get pretty overwhelming at times, and I'm so glad that It's About Time can help you create a little peace among the crazy. So happy to have you as a listener and a subscriber. Thanks again. All right. It's about time we get started. So let's get this show on the road. You're listening to It's About Time, a podcast about work, life, and balance. Around here, we believe that busy is not a badge of honor. Your host, Anna Dearman Cornick, is here to share tips and strategies to help you make the most of your time. Listen in on real conversations and success stories to find out how other go-getters are getting things done. If you're ready to step away from the overwhelm and spend your time on what matters most, then you're in the right place. Here's your host, time management coach, Anna Dearman Cornick. If you're listening to a podcast all about better work, life, and balance, I'm going to bet that you're a go-getter on a mission to get things done. That's why it's not surprising to me that one of the most requested episode topics that I get from members of the It's About Time podcast community is goal setting, specifically how to set SMART goals. Although this episode is airing in late January 2021, any time is a good time to refresh, revamp, and revisit our goals. And if you realize you haven't exactly articulated your goals, you know, what you're working toward in your personal or professional life, then you're also in the right place. So let's start out by diving into why it's so important to get specific with your goals. So let's say you're driving somewhere you've never been before and your phone is dead and you don't have GPS. So you have to stop and ask for directions. That sounds like a total nightmare, right? Does anybody remember when we used to print MapQuest directions before we went places? I remember doing that in high school and early college, making sure my directions were printed and that I had a fresh CD burned for the drive. (laughs) It also cracks me up that my daughter Camilla will likely never understand the concept or know the joy of burning a new CD and choosing the perfect name for the epic mix of songs you just created. So anyway, (laughs) imagine a world without GPS. So you stop and ask for directions. The first person you ask says, oh, I kind of know where you're going. It's that way. It should take you a few minutes. You'll know it when you see it. That's not really helpful, right? No picture of where you're going. No clear understanding of how you're getting there. But the second person you ask says, Oh, I know exactly where that is. It's in the building next door to the Taco Bell. It has a blue roof and there's a big sign with a chicken on it. Pull out of this parking lot and make a left. Then drive about five miles and take the first left on Main Street. Then take a right on Center Street and you're there. Well, that's a lot different. Now you've got a clear picture of where you're going. You know how to get started. You've got milestones, timing, and specific instructions for getting there. You've got a roadmap. When you set goals that are unclear, fuzzy, or vague, you never really know how you're doing at any given moment, and you definitely don't have a way to know whether you're spending your time on the right things. That leads to wasted time, spinning wheels, confusion, and a lot of times, 
just plain giving up. If you really want to get where you want to go when it comes to your goals, we've got to be specific so we know what the end goal looks like and how we're going to get there. And making your goals smart, specific, measurable, attainable, or adventurous, relevant, and time-bound are your keys to setting goals that you can actually achieve. So what exactly are SMART goals? And hey, aren't there other types of goals out there too? And some of you might even be thinking, yeah, Anna, but what about objectives and strategies, tactics, KPIs, and OKRs? Before we totally dive into SMART goals, let me do a quick run through of some other goal setting options and possibilities that exist. Some you've probably heard of, others maybe not. I want to start off by saying that It's About Time is a podcast about work, life, and balance. As a time management coach and longtime goal setter, I believe that setting clear goals for yourself is one of the many ways that you can find better work-life balance for yourself because clear goals give you something to aim for, and they're a tool for making decisions about how you spend your time. This is not a podcast dedicated purely to goal-setting theory or strategy or high-level management strategy. Not only that, but my word of the year is simplify, so I am looking for any opportunity to boil down the best parts and the basics of just about anything, goal-setting included. That's why if you're a management pro or consultant tuning in and you hear that my goal-setting terminology might not line up with how your organization or business does goal-setting or that it's not 100% aligned with what you learned in grad school, it's okay. It's okay. (laughs) One thing I found in my goal-setting research for this episode is that there is no one right or perfect way to set goals. There's not even a 100% agreed upon meaning for each of the letters in SMART. So just because what you hear in this episode might be a little different doesn't necessarily mean it's wrong, okay? With that said, let's talk about some other types of goals. A few years ago, I test drove author and leadership coach Michael Hyatt's Full Focus Planner. I don't use it anymore, but I'll link to it in the show notes in case you want to check it out. One thing I liked about this goal-driven planner was that it had space for you to track progress on two different types of goals, habit goals and achievement goals. Habit goals are exactly what they sound like, goals centered around making habits stick. They're ongoing and all about repetition, not breaking the chain. On the flip side, achievement goals have a set endpoint you know exactly when you've reached the finish line and achieved the goal. The great thing is you can apply the SMART filter to both habit goals and achievement goals, but in slightly different ways. In this episode, we're going to focus specifically on goals that are more achievement-oriented with an endpoint. But if you're looking for more resources and insight into starting habits that stick, I have several episodes dedicated specifically to habits, like episode 63 and episode 40, for example, that I'll be sure to link up in the show notes. Then, after habit goals and achievement goals, the next two types of goals that are commonly talked about are long-term goals and short-term goals. These two time-oriented goal types bring up a lot of questions. 
what exactly is long-term? How short is short-term? How many do I need of each? Are they supposed to relate to each other? Just like the answer to many questions in life, the answer is, well, it depends. And one thing I found in my research for this episode is that, once again, there is no set or widely agreed upon definition for long-term or short-term goals. Long and short are both relative terms, so they are what you make them. You get to decide what long and short mean to you. Most experts seem to agree that long-term goals take a year or more to complete. But short-term goals are a bit all over the place. Some say never longer than six months. Some say up to a year. In some cases, a short-term goal is a milestone within a long-term goal. Like, let's say your long-term goal is to publish a book. One of your short-term goals might be to write your book proposal. It's just one piece of the overall project. But, okay, y'all, so I know we could all probably use a little more time in our day, right? You're no stranger to busy schedules and intentionally filling them up to the brim because you just have so much to get done. But sometimes it feels like you don't really ever have the time to just slow down and enjoy the simple things. Simple things like when my toddlers are giggling and playing nicely together in the backyard, or when a Sunday afternoon nap sounds too good to pass up. We all want more time to enjoy these kinds of things, right? Well, if you love personality quizzes like I do, then you're in for a treat. In my new quiz, which you can take for free at AnnaDCornick.com forward slash quiz, I'm helping you uncover what it will take to get you from chaos to calm, to finally feel like you have space in your days. I know it can feel downright frustrating to keep using the same old time management strategies that just don't seem to work for you. You've got the planners, the calendars, apps, you're doing all the things, but you still feel like you have no time. And that's because you need time management strategies that work for your personality and your life. In my 10 plus years working in crisis communications and chaos management, and all the time I've spent with my clients, I've learned that everyone has their own needs. And knowing what those needs are can really help you discover the best approach to planning your days. Knowing yourself can help you ease up busy schedules, and find more calm and clarity in your week. Do you wanna know how to get there? To have more breathing room in your days? Let's figure out your time management personality type so you can uncover exactly what you need to do to feel more productive, less stressed, and more balanced. You can take the quiz at AnnaDCornick.com forward slash quiz, and I'll make sure to link to the quiz in our show notes. All right, on with the show. A short-term goal doesn't have to be related to a long-term goal at all. It can totally stand alone. You can set a short-term goal to train for a 5K without committing to a full marathon, for example. And thank goodness, right? And when it comes to how many of each you should have, one resource I found said that you should always have at least one long-term goal and at least one short-term goal. But as always, it really depends. So here's where goal-setting terminology can get a little confusing. And that's when we start talking about goals, 
objectives, strategies, and tactics. I'm going to touch on this briefly, but we're not going to spend a ton of time here for simplicity's sake. Goals and objectives are two terms that are often used interchangeably, but they're actually different. For a lot of businesses and organizations, goals are actually meant to be super broad, intangible, and kind of vague, which is basically the opposite of how we're going to approach them in this episode. And then on the other hand, objectives are super specific statements that describe how you're going to achieve the broader goal. (laughs) Growing up going to leadership camp in the summers, and yes, that's a thing, I'd always learned about setting SMART goals, so 10 years later, working in a PR firm and putting together comprehensive public relations plans for clients, everything I'd learned was flipped on its head when I was told that objectives are actually supposed to be specific, measurable, attainable, relevant, and time-bound, and that strategies are how objectives are reached and tactics make up the strategies. I seriously thought my brain was going to break when I got that curveball. And then when you throw in things like key performance indicators and objective and key results, KPIs and OKRs, my head really starts spinning. The path to goal setting can get complicated real quick. And when things get complicated, it's easy to just walk away and hide under a blanket. Knowing that there seem to be a million different ways to set goals and no one right or perfect way to set them, we're going to pick one simple way and run with it. And we're not going to worry about the rest. Simple. Sound good? So let's stick with SMART goals, since we'll be doing some personal goal setting instead of reporting our OKRs and KPIs to shareholders or a board of directors. I'm going to walk you through each of the letters in SMART. And as you listen in, I encourage you to think of one goal that you've either already set for yourself or that you want to set for yourself. And as you're listening, think about how you can make tiny tweaks so your goal is just a little bit smarter. First, the S, specific. Just like the asking for directions example at the beginning of this episode, If you don't have a clear picture of where you're going, it's unlikely you'll ever get there. Like Alice and the Cheshire Cat. When Alice stops to ask the cat which way she should go, she has no idea where she's actually going. So, of course, the cat tells her it doesn't matter which way she goes. Being specific with a goal is the difference between saying, I want to run more versus I want to train for a 5K. Another example, I want to lower my monthly grocery bill versus I want to spend a maximum of $400 a month on my family's groceries. Or I want to make more money versus I want to get promoted to director. Or I want to start a side gig making friendship bracelets. Or I want to ask for a raise. See what happens when we get specific? We can actually start picturing what the end goal looks like, and our path to getting there becomes clearer and clearer. When you really think about it, each of the letters in SMART, specific, measurable, attainable, relevant, and time-bound, are all ways to make the goal more specific. Next, the M, measurable. 
How will you measure your success or know when you've reached your finish line? Just like the grocery bill example, I want to spend a maximum of $400 a month on my family's groceries. That dollar amount is one way to make a goal measurable. You either hit it or you don't. Same with running the 5K. You either run a 5K or you don't. You can make a goal measurable by articulating a clearly defined endpoint, like getting a promotion, a dollar amount, a distance amount, really anything that gives you the ability to track your progress as you're moving forward. So when it comes to the A in SMART, there are a lot of different opinions and options to choose from. Surprise, right? (laughs) Some goal-setting gurus like to use actionable here to make sure that you're writing the goal in an active, action-oriented way. But I actually prefer attainable and adventurous. Is your goal attainable? In that, can you actually achieve it? For example, it would not be attainable for me to set a goal to run a marathon in April of 2021. Why is this unattainable? Well, because my second baby is due in mid-March. And it takes months to properly train for a marathon, especially when you haven't even gone for a neighborhood jog in quite some time. However, running a marathon in December could be a bit more attainable. When we set goals that are totally pie in the sky impossible, we're setting ourselves up for failure, for giving up, and for feeling bad. So make sure your goal is attainable before you dive in. Oh, But remember I also said that I like adventurous for the A? I think it's important to have at least one reach goal on your list, something that would definitely challenge you, maybe take you out of your comfort zone, but is still very possible if you stretch yourself a bit. You've got to strike a healthy balance with your attainable and adventurous goals. You'll know what feels right for you, But just like setting a goal that's completely unrealistic can be a total self-esteem killer, setting too many adventurous goals has the potential to run you ragged, spread yourself too thin, and lead to burnout and exhaustion. So again, while there's no perfect formula or right way to do things, challenge yourself with maybe one adventurous goal if you're feeling it, but try not to go overboard. Next up is the R. This is another one that differs from expert to expert. A lot of the same folks who use actionable as the A use realistic as the R. But since we use attainable or adventurous for the A, which covers realistic, I prefer relevant as the R in SMART. As in relevant to your core values, your existing long-term goals, and your current season in life. Basically, does this goal make sense for where you're going, who you want to be, and the life that you want? Is this goal based on what you really want? Or is it a reflection of someone else's expectation for you, whether it's a specific person's expectation or society's expectation? It's really easy to get caught up in what we think we should be doing and to set goals based on what we see friends, family, people on Instagram, other business owners, and believe that in order to be successful, we should be doing what they're doing or setting the goals that they're setting. But when it comes down to it, 
You're going to be a million times more driven to achieve a goal that is personal and meaningful to you rather than working towards something that checks a box that someone else drew for you. So is your goal relevant to you and your bigger picture dreams? If not, consider tossing it or putting it on a shelf for later. And finally, the T, time bound. This one is similar to measurable in that it gives you some parameters or a deadline. A few years ago, I attended Rachel Hollis's RISE conference in Dallas. It was an awesome experience overall, but one thing she said that really bugged me is that she didn't believe in setting time-bound goals. Her reasoning was that if you don't meet your deadline, it can be super discouraging and cause you to give up. Yeah, but the thing is, if you keep your goals totally open-ended, there's no real reason or driving force to keep you moving forward. Some day is not a day of the week, remember? I find that removing the time-bound aspect of a goal decreases your motivation to actually get started, and it totally works against Parkinson's Law, a time management principle you've probably heard me mention before. Parkinson's law states that work expands to fill the time available, and that's true for work toward our goals, too. Without a boundary, an endpoint, some kind of timing, we could either never get started or just keep tweaking and tinkering and working on it forever. So instead of skipping the T for time bound, I encourage you to set a deadline for yourself, but make it a realistic deadline. Sometimes you can't come up with that realistic deadline until you do a little research or reverse engineering and be ready to give yourself grace when things don't go as planned. Life happens. We adapt and we adjust. And sometimes we even realize that a goal we set six months ago doesn't quite fit who we've become. And that's okay too. So there you have it. We've walked through why our goals need to be specific in order for us to achieve them. We've talked about a few different types of goals, habit, achievement, long-term, short-term, and then we did a quick dip in and out of some complicated goal-setting terminology before diving into each piece of the SMART goal puzzle. I hope that as you were listening in on each letter in the word SMART, that you've come up with some great ideas for making your goals more specific, measurable, attainable or adventurous, relevant, and time-bound. And if you really want to make your SMART goals a reality in the coming year, I've got three next steps for you. First, write those goals down. Studies show that you're more likely to achieve your goals whenever you put pen to paper and get them out of your head. Second, make a vision board with an image that represents each of your goals. I used to think that vision boards were totally dumb, but after making my first one back in 2018, I am hooked. Making a vision board and actually post it where you can see it each day keeps your goals front of mind. They just work, I swear. Trust me on this. (laughs) And finally, third, find an accountability partner. Whether you talk with a mentor, an accountability buddy, 
a coworker, a biz bestie, join a mastermind group, or work with a coach, having a regular accountability check-in with a partner skyrockets your chances of achieving a goal all the way up to 95%, which if I'm doing my math correctly is almost 100. So it's a (laughs) no-brainer. I'd love to know what you think about goal setting. Have you set goals for the year? Head over to the It's About Time podcast community on Facebook and let us know. You can find it in the show notes or by going straight to abouttimepodcast.com forward slash community. As always, all of the details from today's episode can be found in the show notes at abouttimepodcast.com forward slash 66. And while you're there, don't forget to download the Simple and Smart Goal Setting Cheat Sheet. Before we go, let me tell you a little bit about next week's episode, episode 67, where you'll meet Danielle Byard Jackson, master publicist, owner of Tell Public Relations, and a friendship coach. Yes, a friendship coach. In my conversation with Danielle, we chat about burnout, buddies, and bragging on yourself. You heard that right. Get ready to walk away with some actionable tips for bragging on yourself professionally without feeling icky. We are our best advocate, and Danielle is going to give us the scoop on how to shine. All right, that's it for today. Thanks so much for tuning in, and I look forward to talking with you soon. Thanks for listening to It's About Time, a podcast about work, life, and balance. Head over to www.abouttimepodcast.com to join the conversation. Check out the show notes and dive into bonus content so you can start living your best life today. Love this episode? Be sure to share it with a friend, subscribe, and leave a review. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you in the next episode.